Hi, you're listening to Dr. Shamina Johnson, and this is Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina, the podcast that focuses on learning to become conscious and aware so that you can take control of your life in this very challenging world. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Hello, this is Dr. Shamina, and I'm so happy to be back uh, podcasting and talking with you all. Um, It's been a while, but um, I am happy to be back. So I want to start off with talking about facing the pain of racism, which is not an easy topic to talk about. Um, But what came to mind uh, in thinking about this topic, I've been reading and revisiting a lot of books and reading um, a lot of really good books. <laughs> uh, but one of the books in particular, uh, is, I don't know if some of you remember, uh, Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Um, there are a few lines that stick out to me even decades later, uh, that I'll remind you of. It was awful to be a Negro and have no control over my life. It was brutal to be young and already trained to sit quietly and listen to charges brought against my color with no chance of defense. For as long as I can remember, as a black woman, as a young black girl, you were marginalized, ignored, and pushed out of conversations. Even communities, brands, mainstream media, and leading industries refused to see you for all of your glory. When this type of racism happens and it affects you on so many levels, racism is by definition is both institutional and interpersonal. It virtually means it's everywhere. It affects you interpersonally on a deep emotional level, psychically, emotionally, It's everywhere and what gets played out in society gets repeated at a very individual level. So it exudes from the bowels of your being. And as black individuals, people of color, when you have faced this behemoth, it really affects you on so many levels that makes it very difficult to kind of peel back the layers to talk about, to face, to confront, because it's so multifaceted. You know, this year, in this last year, it's been very intense for many individuals, people of color, Black people. Um, We've all been exhausted, you know, exhausted and languishing in the aftermath of lockdown and also social injustice and the protests. All of our hearts and souls were brought to the forefront. You know, some of the words that echo in my mind that will we will all remember, I think, for years to come is, I can't breathe. The world is starting to open. California, we've opened and people are out without masks and just kind of, you know, just going about their lives. But when I think about these words... They've given us all an opportunity to express our sadness, our rage, and our unhappiness, I think, across the world. 
African-Americans have had tortured experiences of life from slavery to the 21st century in one of the most painful ways. We have experienced the effects of racism is being silenced, ignored, shut down, and cut off from justice. My hope and my continued hope um, from the verdict that was laid down several months ago from with George Floyd is that it helps move us all forward, move this world into a different place away from this unconsciousness, hate, and racism to a sense of consciousness that there is brutality and hate that exists in this world that we have to deal with. You know, the unconscious racism in the American psyche is that there's this kind of justification for the violence against black bodies. You'll hear some people say, if they weren't doing this, then this wouldn't have happened. When we all know that would not be the case if it was a white body. But all of our breath was taken away by these horrific acts that we witness time and time again through media and video. So we need to have a vision of consciousness to go through this rather than to succumb to all of the effects of racism. You know, witness and come out of denial that if, not that if I don't think about it, it doesn't exist, but to really confront this and think about how you can carve a pathway forward with racism, violence, and the oppositions in the world. Because I do believe when all of our senses are engaged with what is happening in the world, then every part of us can feel alive and we're not just suffering or surviving. When we can witness the pain, feel it, grieve it, see it, and lift it into the sense of consciousness, the awareness of George Floyd and many other Black individuals' deaths Connected with all of the history with people of color, it is a window into how massive these issues are. And we cannot cut off from it anymore. You know, it's a different way of not having enough air when you think about it. Shutting off our airflow by not being able to speak about racism, which in turn affects us accepting ourselves the emotions through internalized racism. I mean, even in the field of psychology, there is a silence on the topic of race and racism. It may or not, may not be talked about in the therapy room because some people don't feel like they're entitled to have a voice to talk about it. And that includes some therapists. There's this fear of making a misstep on what to say. Instead of learning how to give breath to what needs to be said, you know, learning the language of what race and racism is and what it looks like in America is very important and valuable. Because when you can give voice and breathe air into learning to develop the language surrounding talking about race and the pain and putting it into words, then it gives you an opportunity to witness yourself and to see yourself pretty clearly and where you are and the circumstances of who you are in this world. Thus, you can make better actions and appropriate choices, you know, for yourself. 
But when you don't talk about it, it makes it difficult to have these dialogues with ourselves. And thus it just, just goes down under not to be talked about. You know, I even have my own fears and anxieties of talking on this topic. Um, you know, I've learned that I become more of myself by stepping into talking about it and having a dialogue with you and even myself and even with my clients. I mean, you have to remember that racism is always repeated at an individual level. So it doesn't escape us all. We have all had a hard time breathing as a culture, always thinking about survival. But learning how to give voice and being active brings a different energy to breathing. It's like Stacey Abrams or Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or John Lewis, to name a few, that gave voice and became very active and empowered us all to speak about these horrific acts and to try and create change. You know, there is no clear, direct way of facing the pain of racism. Um, this is many generations of suffering and horror. But one small step in that direction can be acknowledging the pain, sadness and grief that happens with us all on a very individual level and collectively. It's a small protective step that is a silent, reflective response. It gives us more energy towards learning how to bring more parts of ourselves of who we are without any shame. That is a heroic stance in and of itself. So when you think about it, where are you on this matter of facing the pain of racism? And what does it mean to you? Thank you for listening to Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina. Please don't forget to share this on social media and I'll catch you next time.